Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Love, clifflow.com in scenic Teaneck, New Jersey, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest, Deacon Millet of fouraltars.com in the high desert of California bringing us today's topic of breakup and divorce spells. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection, using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rootwork as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Cat? Hi, everyone. Um, I just made it into the show with less than a minute to spare because um, I have three-fourths of the Greenstone family here helping me with home repairs, house repairs, and um, uh, hanging pictures and... um, cleaning, um, putting in grout that has fallen out over the years from antique furniture. You know, life is um, full of little entropies, and falling grout is just one of those things. But if you're like me, you save all the pieces of falling grout until your darling daughter comes along and uses Duco cement to glue the grout back in again. (laughs) So it's been a wonderful day. Um, Speaking more generally, it's been a fantastic week. Uh, for Lucky Mojo, we've had um, lots of walk-in clients, really a lot of fun, um, and we've had um, making product hand over fist, really, really good. Lots of orders coming in from the Internet. We're feeling very, very, very good about springtime. It's beginning to happen again. And um, we, you can follow us at um, Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. We have lots of announcements of upcoming things things on sale and we've been doing a lot of work on the radio show and i've mentioned this the last couple of weeks we have now completed listing all of the witch the priestess and the cauldron shows and i'm going through them one by one and adding pictures images and links to them just like i did to the now you know show about a month ago so the next one will be this show the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour. We have more than 600 episodes. They're all going to be named and numbered, and you'll be able to find what you're looking for rather than kind of like, hmm, I'll pick a, a show at random and see what it was about. So it's going to be really interesting. That's going to take us probably until April to get everything, everything squared away. I was working on Patreon last night until 2, and a big shout-out and thanks to my dear husband, um, I've been very obsessed with floriography. I may end up um, actually doing a radio show on floriography where I become the guest. But floriography is a two-part system of thought. 
One part is what are called correspondences. And all of you who are in the more um, occult areas rather than the folk magic areas know what I mean by correspondences. You know, every planet has a day of the week and it has a mineral and it has a stone and it has an herb and it has a flower and it has rulership over a zodiacal sign and so forth and so on. Well, flowers enter into this and these flowers may or may not be medicinal herbs. So, there are um, ways to um, classically look at how people have ascribed flowers to different planets, signs of the zodiac, and so forth. That's one part of floriography. The other part is using flowers as a coded language to send people messages so that outsiders will never know what your sub rosa message means. And this really came into prominence in the middle 19th century under the title of a book called The Language of Flowers. And so generally, floriography, being a sort of pseudo-Latin, um, I guess, um, is considered the more proper name for it, but The Language of Flowers is what people call it. Um, and because it started in the mid-19th uh, century, it's sometimes called the Victorian Language of Flowers, but it still goes on to this day. So I've been working on that. That was what I did this week. Um, the little flower girls of the E. Nash Postcard Company, in which each flower was a little girl, and she had on the flowers as the form of her dress, and she had a word that explained what the meaning of the flower, so that you could send a person that flower in a bouquet and compose it and send them a secret message. So I've been working really um, hard on floriography lately. It's been a lot of fun for me. And... Um, $2 a week, folks. You can sign up and get advanced, one year in advance, get all of the stuff that I put out, and then later it is, does appear to the public. So that's the news for me. Um, lots of working with Reverend Art, and I noticed he's in the chat, um, and I also see JD is here. So I want to give a real shout-out to Reverend Art, who's been working uh, over time out of the free kindness of his heart, uh, getting people organized, getting people's um, um, websites. Psychic readers always complain they're not making enough money. Well, Reverend Art knows why. And I'm about to convince Reverend Art, this may be the first he heard of it, I'm about to convince Reverend Art to make a webinar on um, whipping your psychic reading or, uh, website into shape. And um, and I think it would be a great service to all of us. He's taught me a lot, and he is here to help um, everybody, including clients, because they'll be able to find people if their websites are in shape. So thank you, thank you, Reverend Art. And also thank you, J.D., who's been working at the forum with me, sorting out old, long-ago threads from the uh, early 2000s. Um, these are threads up to 20 years old that never were sorted and are in big piles in a warehouse of electrons. And we go in once a week, with the big um, scoops, and we scoop out some of these electrons and we put them in their proper places. <laughs> Again, for the good of the public who wants to read about them. Um, and uh, and Art, thank you. In the chat, he said, I think I can do that. <laughs> yes, I think he can. And uh, we, we um, Deacon Millett and I had a little behind-the-scenes talk about that this morning, and we're, we're gung-ho for it. Um, and uh, Reverend Art says, J.D. Hoodoo is organizer extraordinaire. That is true. J.D. has the patience of a saint. 
organizing <laughs> old um, posts which contain free spells and people's opinions and all kinds of stuff about hoodoo. You know, if you want to learn spells, you can always listen to this show, and we give spells nonstop on the show. But the Lucky Mojo Forum is the place where, uh, well, I guess uh, 20 years worth of free spells are there in big piles of electrons. And we have sorted them into categories, so you can look them up, and um, you can use the search uh, engine there and find what you're looking for. real good place to go to find information that you need on any topic having to do with hoodoo or even with folk magic in general, although that's not our focus there. All right, that's it for me. Been working really hard, um, feeling pretty good about how things are going. I have a lot more work to do. And if Michael hears this, I am working on your book too, Michael. <laughs> I don't think she's in the chat room though. Um, so that's it. Oh, and another thing, Reverend James. I just got to say thank you to Reverend James. He's been an angel. Um, he is a technological wizard, and along with Nagashiva, he's been doing a lot of tech work behind the scenes at the AIR website and also our online classroom website and other things. So, And, and Reverend Art very, says, yes, Reverend James is having a lot of fun currently helping me fine-tune the new Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places website. Yes, this is Art's site that is going to go along with Art's new radio show, which will debut in February. So we can hardly contain ourselves. We're enthusiastically busting out all over. All right. How are things in your world, Conjurman? Things are are going quite well. Uh, I just got my uh, first result of uh, love working, I should say, for the year. So uh, I've been doing uh, client work for a while, and uh, this past month has all been about, and I've mentioned this, that this past month has been about planning the year in advance and then when to take advantage of good moments, and really people have been very hopeful. But as we've been getting closer and closer to February, we start to get a little uptick in love clients <laughs> and people very eager about not being alone on Valentine's Day or ensuring that Valentine's Day goes successful with their potential ones. Uh, and so I've been doing for the past two weeks, I've been doing love drawing work for a client uh, because they had not spent the past couple Valentine's Day alone and at home because of the, of the pandemic. Uh, and so their dating life had taken a very big hit. And they're like, this year, I refuse to have another Valentine's Day come and go where I'm alone and at home. Uh, and so they did, they asked for some, some love working and the two of us have been doing some work together. They had been, they've been doing some bathing work while I've been doing some uh, doll baby work and candle work on my altars. And they just emailed me this Friday saying that uh, they're officially going on their first date in almost three years in this coming week. So that was a very exciting moment and I was very happy to hear that. When you hear, but when you see a breakthrough like that, where it's like someone has been without love for three years and then the beginnings of the, of the sunlight or the beginning of the light of the tunnel, it's very exciting. So uh, all my thoughts are with this client of mine. There's a lot riding on this date, but uh, they've also gotten some practical advice from me on how to handle the date a little bit. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I'm very excited to report uh, that particular news. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to see a little uptake in, in love clients at the beginning of February. There's always like there's two big love seasons for me. There's like right when February comes around because of Valentine's Day and then what we call K 
Kat and I, you called this, we both call it the mm-hmm. summer of love. There's always the mm-hmm. summer period where people are just looking to get some love during during that summer. So it's interesting to see the uptick of love clients come uh, our way. Yeah, I've been having um, a good time on Hoodoo Psychics with um, return clients, and mm-hmm. um, particularly uh, one client who I did long, long, long um, uh, work with her, not for her, but with her. She's a competent mm-hmm. uh, reader and root worker herself, but she wanted some support um, concerning love. She found the love, and I never heard from her again. And I thought, oh. ain't that the way of the world, you know? <laughs> uh, we did it, we got her the guy, and now, well, all of a sudden she came out of nowhere, and she caught me up on what has been going on in her life and what blessings she has gotten. Just wonderful things have been going on. So I'm like, wow, why are you calling me? She goes, oh, well, now we've got money problems. <laughs> Because <laughs> now, now they're a couple, and now they've got some money problems. And I'm like, all right, we're going to ramp up, and now we're going to do the money work. <laughs> but but it was funny. Um, she's such a, a doll, such a delight, and um, I was so happy to find out what had happened. It often happens when a love client disappears. They, the last thing I say is, what about this guy? It's so perfect. And you go, yeah, wow, this is incredibly perfect. And then you never hear from them again. <laughs> Oh, that is so interesting. <laughs> sometimes you hear. Sometimes they call back two years later and say, "I'm expecting a baby," and they want a yeah, baby. Yep, 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 yep. But I, I'm, I'm all good with that because I'm also kind of the, uh, I, I'm the psychic ER nurse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I mean we, we, we just sort of take for granted if we don't hear back from them, that means things are going good because people generally call us when things are going bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I look forward to the summer of love myself. It's always so nice. Um, it is. It's nice when people, um, you know, have some good weather and and um, and and um, can get out now that we don't have so much COVID to fear. Get out and mm. find love. Oh my gosh! And my dear, speaking of love, thank you, sweetheart. My dear beloved, read my little note in the chat. The rest of you won't have known what I'm talking about if you don't read the chat. I said, my analog clock has stopped and needs new batteries. He came in here. He fixed the batteries. We're good to go. Thank no, you. Wonderful. And, um, and Reverend Art says, don't miss hoodoopsychics.com. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Psychics is buzzing and doing very, very well. Lots of uh, green lights on. That means people waiting for your calls Mm -hmm. at all hours of the day and night. And uh, we've been talking um, a little bit about possible um, broadening our scope of advertising a little bit, bringing some people from outside the Hoodoo community, just people looking for a psychic reading. Maybe they never heard of Hoodoo. We started a sort of a special niche um, reading service, you know, for people who wanted root work advice as well as a reading but there are a lot of people who call who never do root work, and they found us one way or another. And to them, hoodoo's just a word. And so we're going to be trying to do a little more outreach in that broader community. If you know anybody who needs a reading, hoodoopsychics.com. All right. Today, our special guest is Deacon Millet. And Fan I'm going to just say... <laughs> Our favorite Deacon Millet. Deacon Millet, my favorite psychic reader in all the world because he's my favorite 
person in all the world who's not a family member. Uh, he probably is a family member, so he's mm. he's my little deacon. Um, so welcome to the show, Deacon Millet. It's great to be here. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, and thanks I know for that, the. I know that if you were here, you'd be um, you'd be using Chinese wash to clean off Catalan right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds way fun. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I uh, this I don't know if you know about this, Deacon. We had that big Kincaid fire, and we had to evacuate, and it was years ago. I threw uh-huh. all my Catalan jewelry, and I have a prized collection of beautiful, beautiful Art Deco Catalan jewelry from the 30s, hand-carved. It's incredible, incredible stuff. And I threw it into um, pillowcases, and we hightailed it out of there. And I came back. I put the pillowcases in the beautiful Art Deco cupboard, but I never had the moment where I thought, I'm just going to put this all back again because it's like a huge collection. And um, my darling daughter, the Libra, said, Mom, it's time to take those Catalan pieces out of the pillowcase. You'll be much happier when you do. And she was right. But I wish you were here to help, Deacon. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that, that walking by that cabinet will totally make your day, seeing yeah. everything there. Well, what's happening in your world? What's happening with Hoodoo Psychics? What's happening with Four Altars? Tell us about it. Well, my world, I I was up late the other night and couldn't sleep, so I decided to plan a trip for my husband and myself for Valentine's Day. So I'm going to show him Savannah, which he's never said to. So so if you if you can't sleep, maybe it's a sign that you need to look for bargain airfares in hotels um, <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, Hoodoo Psychics, I'm just really happy with how many people are available. Um, There's so many more options if you stop in, um, and that's that's exciting. Also, I wanted to say if if you haven't already signed up as a friend or a follower of Hoodoo Psychics on Facebook, every Monday there's a contest for a free 15-minute reading. Um, So definitely stop in and... uh, you know, take take a look because that's pretty pretty nice prize every week. Um, Four Altars is doing great. Just ordered another one thousand four hundred and forty candles. <laughs> wow! So um, you know, so that's coming along. You know, well, um, candle magic is just never out of style. So. Um, I'm just very grateful for all the good stuff going on in my life right now. That's great. Well, I know you're working on a book, too, and um, I look forward to that. I'm not going to harangue you in public. Get that book done. We want it. (laughs) I know. And there's another one fast on its heels, so. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Now, Today we're going to talk about breakups. With all this happiness and enthusiasm and beautiful <laughs> weather outside, we're going to talk about tearing people's relationships apart. And in specific, not just um, any relationship. This isn't, for instance, necessarily getting your coworker to get fired. This is breaking up relationships that range from married, intimate, friendly long-term friendships, and causing people to fall out with one another 
go their separate ways. Why would you do this? Well, in some cases, you might be one of the two people, and someone just won't leave. You want to break up with them, and you might want to do it in a calm way, and you might want to do it in a messy way. But very often, you want to break up two people because they're hurting the family. Uh, Somebody in the family married to someone incredibly inappropriate, and it's causing problems because the cops are constantly being called, that kind of thing. So you want to make a breakup. Rather than just kill the offending person, you first want your loved one to want that person gone, and so you do a breakup, um, which I would call a, a beneficially motivated breakup. It's not done just for random hatred. Sometimes people want to break up people just out of um, revenge. You know, I was married to so-and-so, and then so-and-so broke up with me and found this other person that they'd been cheating on with the whole time, and now I want to break them up just for revenge. That's a legit reason. People sometimes want punishment to follow a crime, and that's revenge. So there are many reasons to break people up and many ways to do it. And we're going to talk about that. So with that introduction, I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millett, and he's going to take it away. Well, um, thank you. And, and it's always a fun topic for me. People think of me as a relationship guy, but there are two sides to that. You know, the relationships you want to create, the relationships you want to destroy. And oftentimes um, I work with clients and I think of it as, hot and cold or push and pull where I'm doing breakup on the one hand and love work on the other hand to try to draw someone from one person to another. Um, so it's, uh, and it, it, it's very cathartic for me. Um, I, I like curse work because it gets all the venom out of me <laughs> and I feel much better. <laughs> Um, about my own life after I've done really, really cursing somebody out. Um, So, uh, but one of the things that's interesting about it to me is is the hot and cold also aspects of breaking people up because I find that there are times when the more inflammatory confusion powder and the more... um, you know, break up oil and more pepper and the, the more nastiness I throw at a situation, um, there are certain couples that thrive on that. And they, they come back for more arguments followed by great breakup sex and then they're back together again. You know, it's this, this pattern of um, arguing and making up, arguing and making up. So there are some relationships that seem to thrive on that, um, certainly not mine, um, but you have to approach them in a completely different way. And um, I noticed that as an accident, my, my cold snap candle was was uh, put up on Facebook today, yesterday, um, and cold snap is, is kind of the the candle magic that I do for those situations is to make hearts cold one another. Um, mm. it, it uses um, a coffin nail and um, dog and cat hair and alum to, and, and it's, you know, even, even down to blue glitter instead of red glitter. It's all about, mm. you know, going that we're taking the cold path here where 
people will just start to feel nothing or contempt or just bitter cold toward each other. Um, and that oftentimes when you've tried and tried with vinegar jars and all these things that are, you know, have had explosive peppers and pins in them, um, sometimes you just have to turn it around and wish a, a just cold death on the relationship instead. I, I want to ask you something about that. I heard dog hair, cat hair, and blue glitter. This is a candle that you sell, Cold Snap, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, what, are there any other ingredients you'd like to share besides those? There's coffin nail. Coffin nail, al- okay. Yeah, and alum. Oh, and, nice. And Lucky Mojo separation oil is the oil mm. I use on it. So okay, not yeah. The, not the breakup oil, the separation oil. That's really nice. Um um, so I'm going to just talk about those for a minute because that's a really intricate spell uh, blending and it's unique to you and I never heard it before and I really like it. Very so cool. um, so um, you mentioned dog hair and cat hair. Vulcan Diviner in the chat said dog poo and cat poo is also used by gypsies around here. Absolutely, we use dog poo and cat poo just as well here in America. But um, you normally wouldn't dress a candle with that because yuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you could. You know, you could. We do that a lot. Uh, dog hair and cat hair is the same for the same purpose. And actually, dog hair and cat hair goes back to an old Jewish uh, spell that I think was recorded first in the 10th century. So there's many ways to do it. Um, so the but the interesting thing is using separation oil instead of breakup oil. I want to talk about that for a moment. If you look at the labels of our separation oil and our breakup oil, one is very jaggedy. And it, it, the other is just people turning away from each other. And that is a temperature kind of idea that you're talking about. Separation will also result in divorce, but it's quieter. There's a, another ingredient that you mentioned about being a hot breakup, and that is something called inflammatory confusion. And that is used to um, make a person angry and confused at the same time so that they just trip and stumble all over themselves and and make a mess. That is a dangerous thing to use. You have to be very wise and focused in how you're using it. It also is sometimes used in court cases to make a person act to their worst so that everyone can see it. But um, this is cold snap, does not use that. It uses alum. Now, alum is used in uh, stop gossip. And so it it puckers up your mouth. It shuts your mouth up. And so that's a really uh, cool thing because it closes down communication. Alum is kind of the opposite of deer's tongue leaf, which opens up communication and makes for eloquent speech. And so that's a that's a, another very very good way to work. The um, coffin nails, of course, uh, remind me always of the card of the Four of Swords, the expected death, uh, with the four three nails on the wall and one nail in on the side of the coffin. Coffin nails are often used to bring an end to something, and very good work, Deacon. That's just amazing. It's a uh, it's a um, uh, good. It's really good. I like that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, it's um, it. I I like hearing about the the dogging 
Capu on the other um, end of the conversation just because it's so <laughs> fun to put that in. It's so fun to use that in container spells. I don't want to smell it burning. <laughs> in a right. right. I love the, right. the nastiness um, of it in a vinegar jar is just great. Yeah, once you put it inside something, you don't have to sniff it all the time. It's really good, good stuff to work with or bury it outside. But I really like Balkan Diviner. I just want to say I really like the fact Balkan Diviner calls in faithfully for Romania every week and gives us Balkan folk magic parallels to African-American hoodoo. And I'm... I'm working on trying to convince Balkan Diviner to write a book on Balkan folk magic. Wow. <laughs> the Lucky Mojo. Wouldn't that be nice? Everybody That's who wants that awesome. book say, yes. <laughs> say, yes. We're waiting for it. Because Balkan Diviner knows his, her, or its work. I don't want to reveal who Balkan Diviner is because that's obviously they're using a pseudonym. But um, the answer is, yes, we want that Balkan Diviner um to do a book on, of, oh, look at the yeses piling up there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Reverend James says yes. Reverend Art says yes. Um, so but so thank you, Balkan Diviner. If I don't read every piece that you put in out loud, because we sometimes don't have time, um, there was, all of Balkan Diviner's spells are in the chat. So a good person and, and um, a real asset to the, to the chat room. All right. Um, let's go on to Contraband. How about Contraband? Give, me a, give us a breakup spell that you like. Well, I'm going to go in the reverse direction. I love Deacon Millet's work of working with uh, ice and cold there, so I'm going to give a little bit of fire. Uh, I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before, but I'm quite fond of what I call uh, uh, cigarette breakups or pepper cigarettes. Mm. These are as a as an old timey working in which you take the name papers of the two people you want to break up, and you fill them with red pepper and red pepper seeds. Then you fold or roll up the name papers, sort of twisting the two ends, making sort of really rustic cigarette looking thing. And then you place it on a pan and turn the heat up on the pan, just roasting it a little bit. Now you want to do it enough so that it singes the paper, but you don't want it to actually burn the paper. Um, Once it catches fire, it'll just burn really quickly. You just want to singe it a little bit, heat it up. And what you do is you increase the heat and turn off the heat over a period of seven to nine days. And what this does is it causes those people to fight and fuss and argue and bicker and makes them unable to stand one another. And then on the last day, you turn the heat up and let the papers catch fire and the entire thing turns to ash. Then you dust the ash at their property so that they will be forced to walk through it. And it generally breaks people up. I've done this both for relationships, like romantic relationships, to break people up. It causes fights over a series of days where they're irreconcilable. But you can also do it in like platonic relationships, like friendships. You could also do it at work. If you have an alliance that has been formed against you at work and you want to break up that alliance, Alliance, you can do this for it. You don't have to do it just for romantic work. And it works quite well. Um, I've done it to the point where where um, I even placed them under heat lamps at one point just to keep the heat going in like a long term <laughs> rather than turning on and turning off. And it works wonders. Now, alternative of that is to actually take whole red peppers 
cut the red peppers and put the name peppers into the red peppers and then roast those peppers. So both uh, approaches work, and it's fantastic for increasing the heat of arguments and fires between two people before finally breaking them up. Now, I'm going to ask a little more details here. So you take a, a small red pepper, you name it for the person, and then you put it in a twist of like cigarette paper or just a petition paper? So what I do is I would uh, take the red peppers and grind them and take the seeds out and place it in the name paper, then twist the name paper with the red peppers okay, inside of it. Take the seeds out, and so you're just using yes. the ground red pepper. What happens to the seeds? Yes. You, the seeds you put inside the, the the paper. You want the seeds there. You want the full mixture. Ah, in other words, you grind up everything but reserve the seeds and then add the seeds back. Yes, this is and like the, reason why, the reason you're adding, yeah, the reason why you're adding uh, the seeds back is they actually pop. You'll hear them pop and crackle as you mm-hmm. heat up, mm-hmm. and that's what gives you the sign that they're fighting and fussing with each other. Got it. Okay, so they're added back to pop. Got it. Now, the paper that you're putting this in, as I said, was this cigarette paper or a, um, a, a petition paper or both? A petition paper. A cigarette paper is going to burn a little bit easier. You can use it if you're mm-hmm. doing short-term. But if you want it to last a little bit, just use regular paper uh, where, you put mm-hmm. their name, where you put their name in. You can even print out their photos, write their name on the photos, and then put mm-hmm. the peppers, twist it, and burn it. And this, this works even better because you'll start to see it singe their face. You'll start to see singe mm-hmm. their lips, their eyes, and that'll tell you what the argument is generally about. If it's their lips, they're fighting. If it's their eyes, They've seen something that pissed them off. So you can look mm-hmm. at where the singeing happens on the images. Nice. Okay, nice. So um, the now I'm still going on with this. There's one pepper for each person, right? One pepper for each person, yes. Got it. All right, I'm just writing it all down so that when people come back five years from and they go, what was he talking about? <laughs> okay, um, great. Um, how about you, uh, Deacon? Do you got another one? Um, tons. Um, but uh, thinking about working things hot and cold, I'm kind of um, reminded of moving candle spells with um, uh, taking the the couple that are going to be broken apart and letting one of them walk away to another love lover um, and leave the relationship behind. Um, it's very satisfying to, over the course of seven or nine days, move two people apart further and further and further. Um, and I'm also a big fan of, you know, using inflammatory confusion powder um, in addition to the, um, you know, you can dust, dust, you can use your sachet powder to, to dust them, that sort of thing, um, to really keep them going in that kind of crazy way. Um, so that's always fun. Um, okay, I wanna, again, I want to jump in here because I know we always have new listeners and we're talking moving candle spells. So let's just talk what we're talking about here. Moving candle spells are where you have two or more candles and as they burn in their holders, you move them apart. Or if they'll stand flat, you can just move them without a holder. The 
typical moving candle spell for two people would be two figural candles, say a man and a woman or two men or two women or whatever it's going to be. And they start off facing back to back, and then you walk them apart. As they are separated, you will put down either a knife, a pair of scissors, a razor blade, a machete, something that's going to keep them apart. And if it's not a a two-edged weapon, uh, you will put the sharp blade edge facing the back of the one you want to get the farthest away. The choice of colors of the candles, the loved one can stay in pink, white, or red. The uh, hated one can be in black. There, but there are other ways to work it. You can, they can both be black if you just hate them both, right? You can also lay down a line of red pepper powder so they can't cross back over that if you don't have edged um, weapons. You can uh, walk them off the table so that one uh, goes into, say, a little bowl of water that you have and is doused. Their light goes out. Then their candle is thrown into a river. Or you could take and... Uh, put them out in graveyard dirt, return them to the graveyard from whence the dirt came, and bury their candle. There are many ways that you can just burn them down completely to uh, the end, and um, but don't keep the um, the wax around on your altar. You want to clean all that off and get rid of it somewhere away from your home. So those are the basics of moving candle spells. You don't need figural candles. You can use um, any kind of a small four-inch candle and so forth. Dusting with powders. Once we have oiled a candle, this is something, again, I always try to get back to basics here. Um, When you have a candle that is um, oiled, you can dust it with a powder, and many people do that. So inflammatory uh, confusion sachet powder is a natural if you have oiled them with um, breakup oil. Very good way to work. So Excuse me for just jumping in on that and kind of expanding no. it, right? <laughs> okay. No, I, um, I I love that you keep it um, so that newcomers can can understand. Because I always jump straight to the the graduate student. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, I'm always getting new students. You see. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give um, another uh, kind of working that I like, and this is also a candle spell. But it is not a moving candle spell. This is a skull candle spell. So Balkan Diviner was talking about um, uh, dog poop and cat poop. This is one place where dog poop and cat poop are most often used. So this one's for you, Balkan Diviner 14. You get two, two skulls candles, and you face them facing one another. And But what you're going to do is prepare those candles first. So first you're going to carve out a little divot in the bottom and load each candle with the name, personal concerns, hair, whatever you have of the person. Then pour some of the melted wax back in, just melt it in a spoon or whatever, and pour that back and smooth that off. So now you have a loaded candle for each person. I'm going to call them white and black. They might both be black. They One might be red and one black. It's not important. But I'm just going to call them white and black so we can understand. The white one is the person that you feel needs the help. The black candle is the one you want to break apart. Or if they were both black, doesn't matter. Hatred on both sides. Now you're going to prepare their mouths. You take a hot knife or and you cut most of these skull candles have a little row of teeth or a little mouth, and you're going to cut that out, and you can put into their mouths poppy seeds and red pepper. 
Now, we're not going to use alum because we do want them to quarrel and fight. We don't want them to be silent. So poppy seeds are confusion before um, anger. And um, you're going to pack that into the mouth just like I can make a paste of it. And then you're going to get dog poo and cat poo. Now, it's traditional in hoodoo that cats are female and dogs are male. We all know this is not true or their species would have come to an end a long time ago. They both have male and female. But when you're working with cat poo, you would put it into the um, the uh, female one, and when you were working with the male, that would be the dog poo. But I know people who use dog poo in both or cat poo in both. Now I'll explain what I mean. They go into the opposite one's eyes, the eye sockets. So what is the worst thing you can call a woman? A bitch. That's a dog. So on the woman candle, let's call it the white one, you're going to put dog poo so that when he looks at her, he sees a bitch. In his, you're going to put the cat poo because what's the what do they call men who run around? They're tomcatting around, right? So she looks at him and she sees a cheater tomcatting around, right? They look at each other. They see shit, and you face these two candles facing one another, and you pour inflammatory confusion over him. Uh, uh, really, you don't need to rub it on because it's kind of will burn your skin a little bit if you get too much of it and breathe. It's a little rough, so you just want to put. I just literally will dress it like a chocolate sauce on a on a glob of ice cream. I'm just pouring that inflammatory confusion down around, let some of it puddle in the in the plate, you know, or the pan, uh, just nice as if it came from a little restaurant service. And um, then you can sprinkle inflammatory confusion powder on it, kind of like sprinkles, right? And um, and you can put some more poppy seeds if you want, and you light them on fire, and you make them face each other. They do not move. They are facing one another, staring each other down. And, of course, you're calling your spell. When you look at her, you see nothing but a bitch. When you look at him, you see nothing but a tomcat out all night. And you hate each other like dogs hate cats, like cats hate dogs. So that's the way you do that spell. Nice. That is fantastic. Cats, using the, yeah. the symbolism of cats and dogs in that way. Is 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 great. This reminds me that uh, cats and dogs have been used in old school breakup spells for for ages. Uh, feeding, uh, for example, a dog an egg, right? Black head and black hen egg is, is believed to cause a breakup between two people. Um, but also gathering the dirt of where a black cat and a black dog have fought is another way of doing it. So if you don't have access to hair or feces, if cats and dogs have fought somewhere, you gather the dirt of it, mix it with breakup powder, and then lay it where they will walk through it, and they will fight like cats and dogs. Yeah. That's a good one. Wow. Um, land land where they fought. Um, and um, I've had some thoughts about but have not done this yet so i'm just going to throw out a modernistic idea um you know you can find youtube videos of everything in the world right and there are um youtube videos of angry cats and angry dogs you know what i'm talking about i'm not talking necessarily that anyone draws blood but there's no friendship you know and um i was thinking 
you know, you could play at least the soundtrack of that, if not the visual, while you're working. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm. I like working modern ideas. You know, YouTube video mm-hmm. is modern, mm-hmm. but, you know, once you see one and you think fight like cats and dogs. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. There's a, there's a, I've done a variation of that with a doll baby where um, I took, I created a doll baby of two people placed them, uh, stuffed it with red peppers, black pepper, salt, cat hair, dog hair, then placed them back to back in between speakers and then placed, played heavy metal on a loop oh nonstop in a room. <laughs> so the idea is that it would drive them a little bit crazy. And it's interesting. I did this for a client and I did this about a couple of years ago and the client said it was for their, their neighbor. They said their neighbor was complaining about phantom music. But they kept hearing music from a distance, but they didn't know what it was. And that was the heavy metal that I was playing on the speakers in between these two doll babies. Wow. Wow, wow that's that's funny. Gosh, oh, that would drive some people crazy. Um, and there are some very angry <laughs> songs that aren't even heavy metal um, that are really songs of hatred. And we all know what some of them are. I don't need to name them. Um, but I, I can certainly imagine... Um, yeah. Two doll babies back to back, having to listen to Bob Dylan screaming "Positively Fourth Street," <laughs> that would be pretty phenomenal. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, so, and all the people who like heavy metal, no, we don't have anything against heavy metal. It, it could just as easily be some evil, ugly country western song. There's, the idea is to torment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I, Patricia, says, now you're talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, it's And as uh, Nagashiva says in the chat, no, it's the emotional tone. And, and Wickway is up, says, and it had the doors. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's some pretty bad songs um, by the Rolling Stones, too. There's a, you know, ugly, evil songs are just ugly and evil, you know. Uh, you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's a that's a really phenomenal modern way to work. You don't have to sit there with your guitar and sing it to them. Just let it just reverberate between them. So, um, another way to do a breakup spell is simple as pie. You take a photograph of the two people standing together. Um, a photograph of what used to be always labeled in the old. Uh, tabloids and celebrity magazines, so and so and so and so in happier times, right? I just love that. <laughs> you, you know, um, you you know, Sunny and Cher in happier times, um, and you find the picture of them in happier times, and now you go to work destroying that picture. Well, one thing you do is you take your very sharp little bird-shaped embroidery scissors, the ones with a really fine, sharp point that look like a little bird, and you cut um, between them just on the line so that nothing overlaps. If the one arm overlaps, you're going you're to need a picture where if you end up with a hand loose and disconnected, that's not so good. You really want to have them just standing side by side, and you're going to cut between exactly. Or just You can use an exacto blade. And then you're going to make it so they can never join back together again, right? So you're, of course, going to, on the back, you're going to name each one, and you're going to, you know, maybe draw some sharp lightning arrows pointing to that cut surface and, you know, 
right words, you know, um, anger, you can never come home again, you know, things like that on the back. This is all on the back. Now on the front, you're going to face them, look at them facing each other. And you can also dress them with some oil if you like. And you're going to take a small black candle, okay? Um, I hope someone writes this one down. Where people are listing their favorite angry music. Can, Shiva, can I get you to write this one down? Because I can't write and talk at the same time. I apologize. Um, so you you now have marked those photos. You have dressed the paper and maybe dusted it. And um, on the back you've written your intention. And then you take a black candle and you uh, start to singe the place where they would fit back together again. Now, singeing is not the same as burning up. And so you will um, let it just catch a fire a little bit and put it out with your hand and just do it again and again and again, over and over and over again. So you end up with what looks like that, what I call that burnt treasure map look. They can never go back together again. And the more charred edge you have, the better, because as you start to try to push them together, they just crumble away from each other. And so now you have them. Now what I do, rather than try to put them back together again, I have those two charred edges, and now I take and I nail each one down in such a way that they cannot get closer together. So um, let's say I take a a small coffin nail, and I I nail them down to a, a to two boards. Nail them down, and um, you could use a pin if you wanted to, but you don't want to put a surface that's burnable because this will burn in the end. And you will uh, I mean by that you don't want to use your kitchen table because you'll put scars on it. And uh, you don't want to use styrofoam because you'll set your whole house on fire. So you nail them down, and now on them where the nail has gone in, or thumbtack would work too if you hammer it nice and flat, you're going to put um, a black candle, and you're going to light that candle. And as the candle burns down, you can um, uh, set fire to the paper as well if you want them both gone. If you just want them to be covered with black wax, you can simply take and pick up the candle and pour some black wax all over them. You know, you're, you know, it's it's over, it's over. And you can move their little blocks apart, and um, you can bury them far apart from one another. Whether you want one to leave town, you throw it in a river. Whether you want one to die or don't care if they die, put it in a cemetery. If you want them to go in different directions from a road, you can go down a crossroads and put one at the east and one at the west or one at the north and one at the south and say, your roads are parting here and you will never come back together again. So that's a, done with nothing more than a, really a photo and some oils. That's wow. fantastic. I love that. I love that. Well, uh, one of my favorites is actually using uh, a scissor. So you get a... Uh, black candle, and you're going to inscribe the black candle with uh, um, not a black candle, double action candle. That's what black mm-hmm. double action candle, where the blo- the top of it is one color and the bottom of it is another. I use black and white for this particular one. You inscribe their names on the separate uh, colors. You put one on black. You put one on white. You anoint the entire thing with. Uh, break up oil, you light the candle, and you let the candle burn for three days, snuffing it out every single day. On the third day, you're going to light the candle, and very carefully, you're going to use a large pair of scissors, and you're going to cut the candle. 
You could also use uh, a sort of machete if you're a fan of really aggressive work. You'd have to turn the candle sideways, being careful not to burn anything, so you'd want to put it on a heat-proof dish, and then just whack that thing with a with a large butcher knife of some sort. I've used uh-huh. scissors. It works well. You just have to kind of, you get once you get to the wick, you just got you cut the wick with it. And once that happens, it breaks apart. You let the candle burn out. Then you take everything, including the scissors, to their property at night, and you bury the scissors. I was told that when you bury the scissors, you have to actually bury them open. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that they're buried open so that they're not actually closed. You bury it all, and they will break up shortly thereafter. This is using mm-hmm. scissors to cut them apart, both symbolically and then through foot track magic. I'm going to add garden shears would work really well for yeah, this, totally. Corona garden shears. But don't use your Felcos. You know, they cost $60 a pair. And don't use scissors that you're going to be, like your day-to-day scissors, right? Like They should be oh. a new pair of scissors that you've grabbed. Right, exactly. Um, I, I would. I, I'm a big fan of hatchets, as I know I've mentioned many times on this show. Um, I love a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah or a good get a butcher small, knife yeah what or a butcher knife yeah yeah good old or a goodell good knife, yeah. a goodell um uh walnut handle or hickory handle and the butcher knife very good work but i wouldn't want to lose that see that's too precious a knife for me so mm-hmm. um but i like what you're saying you're gonna bury it and the scissors will keep guard forever mm-hmm. and stop them from um uh, coming back together again Okay, so yeah, the this is a this is a way of working that is um, a little dangerous because you're going to have to go on their property to accomplish it. That right, countryman? Yeah, you want to go at night. You don't. You want to make sure that they don't have any cameras or anything when you saw it. But a lot of old school foot track magic burial work requires being sneaky. Requires mm-hmm. you want to break people apart. Candle magic is great, but at some point or another, you need to bury stuff on their property to make their home uninhabitable because uh, mm-hmm. the relationship's peace is guarded by the house. No matter how many times people fight out there. Once you return home, there's some level of protection and blessing that's found in the home. If you want, especially if a relationship involves cohabitating or a relationship involves marriage, you want to turn their home into a hostile fight. You want to turn their home against them so that they no longer feel comfortable in their own home. When you can do that, you'll have a much higher chance of success separating people. Yeah. This is... I want to take a little side trip here for a minute on let's not get arrested. So (laughs) since since the invention of Ring and other security camera systems, the kind of work where you bury it on someone's property um, is very difficult to do. And you might want to test out um, how if they have motion detection Cameras. I'm going to tell you a real quick way to do that. You just take a nice uh, basketball or volleyball that you're going to sacrifice and you drive by and you throw it toward their porch. If the light comes on, they have a motion detector activated camera. Okay? Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. saying, this is an old trick actually that thieves have been using. And um, it was also the same trick. It's just an adaptation of an old trick that thieves use to find out if they have a guard dog. Okay. Mm. So and I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll add to the ring light. Ring lights or a ring cameras have a very narrow view. 
So if you drive by and they have a property buried in the corner of a property, like if they have a lawn and it won't be picked up, of course, make sure that you're, you're careful. Uh, but be mindful of, of the actual view that the camera has. If it has a, a camera view, then don't do burial work. Instead, you can do work where you throw an egg over their house. If you're concealed at night, they won't know who it is. You can throw the egg over the house. That's similar. There's ways of working the property where you don't have to bury. But if they don't have uh, one of those cameras, then burial is highly recommended. There's ways of working with the technology. People have had surveillance for a while now. It's not new, and we've learned ways around it. And one way is the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, another thing, if you need to avoid um, security cameras or things like that, if I, I'm, I'm not trying to teach people how to break into houses, I'm really not. If they're on a block and on the other side of the block, opposite behind them, there's a place that has no security cameras. You can go into that place and again try with a ball over the fence and see if there is a backyard security light. It'll it'll turn on. Um, just saying, you know, approach from all sides cautiously. And and if nothing will work and they park their car in the street, you can do work and set it under their front tires or back tires, but front tires are the most traditional, and they'll drive over it. Not as strong as if they step over it, but they will drive over it. And I'm going to go all Perry Mason, Paul Drake with you now. And you can pose as a census taker, um, television repairman, telephone line checker, and actually usually get right up on their porch. Just saying. It's, you know, you can say, I'm here to ask if you want free solar panels, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and have a clipboard. And you, if, you're not, if you're the root worker and not, you know, somebody that they know, um, you know, scope the place out. And, um, oh, well, I just... In these modern times, you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> Root work's got to be adaptable. It is. Now, you can use photos as targets. That's another way to work. Um, if you have a um, photo of their house, especially a house with them in front of it, or you can get um, photos of them. Remember I mentioned the cutting the two people apart? Um, if they live in the same place, you can cut them apart, put them in front of a photo of their place. So now you've got a kind of a collage, right? can um, put that on a corkboard and just start throwing darts at it. Um, of course, you're going to name them and dress them, and you're going to you know, put your, your request on it. But um, you can throw what I call poison tip darts, which is where you're going to put that breakup oil on the tip of the dart, and you're just going to use their house and their persons as a dart board for a while. Okay. All right. Well, the next thing that is coming up in our world is Clifford, our announcer. Thank you. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. 
and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our caller is Veronica, calling from area code 512. Veronica, are you there? Hi. Hello. Um, you wrote, I am currently separated from my husband. I have moved out of the house and I'm living in a new place, new space. For the last six months, I've had an affair of the heart with an old friend. I'm seeking advice on where we go from here. Turning over to you, Miss Kat. All right. Veronica, have I spoken with you before? I don't think so, no. Oh, my gosh. Well, you have a doppelganger at Hoodoo Psychics. Um <laughs> Interesting. I know that person wasn't named Veronica, but the funny thing is people use different anonymizing names at Hoodoo Psychics. Wow. Okay. Um, Let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, What's your sign of the zodiac? Aquarius. Aquarius. Um, And the person who you are separated from, your husband? A raging Leo. A raging Leo. I swear <laughs> I've talked with you before. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so familiar. <laughs> the raging Leo. Um, and the person you're having the affair of the heart with, who is the sign for that person? Uh, a very fun, playful Sagittarius. A playful Sagittarius. Okay. All righty. Um, Interesting. Um, I have to make a correction to my husband. He said ranging Leo. I think she said raging Leo. <laughs> so correct, correct your typo. That's funny. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, raging Leos are a problem. Not that they rage more than anybody else. There are raging um, Scorpios. There are um, there are no raging Virgos that I've ever met. But there, but there, but there are some signs that do rage. All right. Um, yeah, they can so, roar loud. I'm sorry, say that again? Their roar can be quite loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your question is, you've moved into a new space. Have you filed for divorce? No. All right, let's find out what's going on here. Um, this is raising a little red flag for me. Um, do you have children? And what's causing you to not file for divorce? I have one child, um, and I, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump in. Wants, he wants to try to work things out. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm Okay. I, I get it. You're, there's a bit of confusion there. I'm just going to lay down three cards. First card is the tower. The tower, are you familiar with these cards? No. Okay, the tower is a picture of a small watchtower in the night, black, black night. It has been struck by lightning from heaven. There was a crown on top of it instead of just a roof, and the crown has flown off. The whole thing is on fire and coming down, white clouds um, in the black sky, and two people jumping for safety. We hope they make it. They may not. This card is called the card of destruction. It shows that the affair, the, the the marriage, the business partnership, whatever we're asking about is over, over. It's coming down fast. It's not going to go be able to be put back together again. I know that's you don't know me. I'm just some random reader, but that's what I see right off the top. And that says to me that you probably 
better start thinking about filing for divorce, division of property, because otherwise it's going to be messy and it's going to last for a while. The person that you love, this affair of the heart, this is a, a, a what I was expecting, you know, like, wow, well, let's look at that next. But no, the next card is another trump, justice. So justice just tells me again, you really better get a divorce. <laughs> so justice is a card that shows a, um, a lady justice sitting on a, a little block of stone, and she has a balance beam scale to divide property in one hand, fair, equally divided, very negotiable, and in the other hand, a sword. And the sword says, Cut it off, okay. The okay. third card, the third card is where the affair of the heart person appears, and this card is the page of pentacles or page of coins, and this is a, a because there are very few women in this deck. The pages have mutated into princesses to many of us, so I call it the princess of pentacles, but it's the page, and it shows a person, presumably you. Um, holding a golden bubble or coin, something very beautiful that has just dropped down from heaven, but holding it on the tips of the fingers and the tips of the thumbs as if it could float away at any minute. But if you grabbed it, it would pop. In the background, there's different forms of earth, a mountain, a fort, which stands for something new, uh, coming up out of the earth, a forest, which stands for something stable, and a little um, field that's plowed and planted for something that will change and evolve over time. And in the very foreground, we have little red flowers. Springtime is a good time for this card. This relationship is not yet solidified. You need to treat mm-hmm. it very gently. Just mm-hmm. if it floats away again, let it float. But you, your first order of business is this breakup, this destruction of the relationship is set to be. And the justice card says you're going to have to turn some attention to that. I sense from this that if you don't, the affair of the heart person may just drift off. Um, they are a Sagittarius. And... Um, Sagittarius is um the most drifty of signs. Mm-hmm. They you know they, they they're able to come and go and they're okay about that. So um you have a child and the child is not showing up in these cards except in the justice card. So I'm going to ask another question about that really quick. Um mm-hmm. does the does is child support an issue or is the child still in the home? A uh, child is still in the home. Okay. And um, is visitation, custody, and child support an issue? No. No? It's all settled already? It's all settled. Okay. So uh, then I was going to draw another card on that, just an extra card on the child. I'm just going to draw a, child, a card on the child's welfare and happiness. And um, oh, it's a, I get a good card. It's called the card of the son, which is a happy child riding on a horse in a courtyard. Do you have um, custody of the child? Uh, We have 50-50. 50-50. Okay, great. Well, the child is probably going to be a little more affectionately attached to you because the child is riding on an old gray mare. Any grandparents that can be involved would be good, too. And um, so this is the child on safety. You're the old gray mare? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, the child the child will certainly feel very much uh, at home with you and and and, mm-hmm. and comfort with you. Optimism is something that will help the child. So that's just a separate issue, but I just wanted to make sure that we touched on that too. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millet. All right, well, I'm going to pull three cards from the Secret Key Oracle deck, which is the deck that I use. Um, Interestingly, a lot of people are reaching out to me on Facebook about that. (laughs) There may be a fan group out there for this deck. So the first card I pull is Like a Bubble. And this card shows a woman floating in pink and blue water. She's supported by dragonflies and soap bubbles. It's uh, um, probably the most beautiful card in the deck. The problem is if the dragonflies fly off or the soap bubbles burst, she sinks into the water and drowns. So this represents something that has no foundation. It looks good. Um, and it's fine as long as everything remains calm and peaceful, but it it doesn't have a foundation. I'm going to assume this is the 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 new relationship with a childhood uh, friend. Um, the second card here is horseplay, and this card shows two horses nuzzling in the foreground and more horses in the background, and this is a card about finding your herd, your tribe, um, the the partnership with a with with an appropriate horse. This is a card of of family and community. Um, hmm. So this may be someone that has uh, ties to a larger group that you belong to, um, and uh, says that there's some kind of a support structure here, um, a a herd of people who all. Um, supports you, perhaps um, even against uh, your your husband. Um, it's an interesting contrast with like a bubble because it's a very grounded card where where like a bubble is very flighty and floaty. And oh. the third the third card that I pull is the ally card, um, and. This card shows a a fierce, protective demon, um, and it is a card of friendship and alliances and would seem to say that this new relationship will will evolve into a deep friendship. Um, And uh, I don't think you have to um, be too concerned about it going away anytime soon. Um, it looks very, very strong. So that's what I'm what I'm getting here. Thank you. I have a question because I use a different deck. Um, the you're you're um analogizing between like a bubble and the um uh, page of pentacles it makes perfect sense to me. Oh, um, weird. What I yeah. what I missed finding was an ally other than justice. So we were both looking at this from a slightly different point of view, but we were seeing that that you need to um, kind of focus on what you're going to be doing, your what your uh, support structure will be. Mm-hmm. In the chat, someone and I've, I've lost their name because they scrolled away asked, "What sign of the zodiac is your child?" Aquarius. 
Ah, like you. Yes. Ah, okay, good. That was a good question. And the answer is anything good for you will be good for the child. That's why the sun card works so well. Okay, good. All right. Um, We're going to turn this over to Conjurman and see what he has to say. Yeah, I I think you've received some fantastic readings here. Um, If I remember correctly, uh, I think Ms. Kat said you're an Aquarius. That's right? Yes. Okay, so... Aquariuses are uh, fixed signs, and they often have a difficult time letting go and moving on. Uh, and the excitement of the mutable Sagittarius is great, but it also brings some doubt and hesitation about what you're leaving behind, what you want to, out of it. That's not to say you want to go back to, to the raging Leo. That's not, but the issue is that Aquarius can be quite stalwart in this regard. Um, I'm also a little bit afraid in what the consequences of change can be. So you need to learn to let go. And the root work I'm going to give you is going to help you let go so that you can move things along towards justice, as Ms. Kat has indicated, to help you to move, to make that final decision. All right, here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to move forward with divorce. And it's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for the child. It's going to be good for my future love life. There's an element of things being built over time. That's the whole of Saturnian rulership of, of Aquarius. Uh, if you've been married to this person for a while, that builds a pattern, that builds a habit, that builds rituals, that builds things that, that even just debris, even if the relationship falls apart, there's sort of emotional debris that's still there that needs to be wiped clean so that you can move mm-hmm. forward to find happiness. So it's really crucial here is to remove that emotional debris, to remove the things that are sort of piled up emotionally and spiritually in your life that are keeping you in a sort of state of paralysis or in this contemplative stage of like, should I, should I not, what should I do? What I want you to do is take rue and violet leaves and brew them into a tea. You are then going to draw yourself a bath. People who have listened to this radio should know what's coming next. You're going to pour, you're going to pour the tea in there along with some milk and then a little bit of honey, and you're going to swirl your hand around so that the honey gets dissolved in this water. You're going to cover the top mm-hmm. of this with rose petal leaves. You're going to add a couple drops of love me oil, and you're going to soak in this bath. This is my love uncrossing bath. It works really, really well to uncross, both in instances where there's sort of a cursed or crossed condition, but also when there's emotional blockage or emotional debris or spiritual things that have been piled up that keep you from finding love. You're going to do this as many times as you feel necessary, but for at least seven days, I want you to bathe in this mixture. Make it fresh every day. Bathe in it. Let yourself soak. And as you soak, let all your hurt, your harm, your fears, your doubts, your hesitations kind of wash out into this bath. Wash out into this bath, ensuring that it all goes away. Then, once you have done this, you are going to have a clear head of what it is you truly want. You want to ensure that whatever separation, divorce that you are going to go through lands your way, but also ensures the protection of your child. So you might consider, for example, um, child support um, work, some type of pay me working. This can be really great in which you take 
a photo of the of, of the raging Leo with the child, place it into a picture frame on the back of the picture mm. frame. You're going to put an envelope, and in that envelope, you're going to add rosemary. You're going to put five-finger grass. You're going to put uh, alfalfa and alkanet. You're going to put cinnamon. You're going to close the envelope up, hide it in the back of the picture frame, and then anoint the four corners of this picture frame with pay me oil. This will ensure that he steps up and pays whatever child support is due, whatever the courts decide in that regard. Ensure that you will do some court case work. I'm actually going to leave a couple minutes at the end. Maybe Miss Cat, since she mentioned the divorce probably most prominently out of our readers, maybe she can come in and give you some advice on some court case work. But this will allow that you, this person, this raging Leo, gives you the money that is due to you and that the financial needs of your child and you are so that picture frame will do that. And then the third part is to do some work to ensure that the love that has come into your life, this, uh, this affair of the heart, fully matures, that it, it manifests and blossoms in a way that is fruitful and beautiful for you and this individual. Here, I highly recommend sugar working. I wouldn't recommend honey in this instance, um, uh, mostly because Sagittarius have a sort of restless wanderlust to them, and you don't want to make them feel like they're trapped in molasses or honey. Sugar works a little bit better in this instance. If you can get a photo of you two together where you are in a happy state or you've gone on a date or you've done something phenomenal together, take this photo. If you can't, Photoshop it together. Write his name three times on the back of this photo. Turn it clockwise. Write your name three times. And then, without lifting your pen in an unbroken ring, this is a petition paper that Miss Cat has taught us, you are going to write, come to me and love me, over and over again in an unbroken <coughs> ring around these names. You are going to put two rose petals in this photo, on the photo. You're going to put a pinch of cinnamon. You're going to put bohog or lovage root, a little bit of cubid, and a pinch of rosemary. You're going to fold this up, place it into a jar, cover the entire thing with honey, and then you shake it up weekly to ensure sweetness and love between the two of you. That's my recommendation. We have a, few, we have a minute left. Let's see if we have any additions to this. Um, well, I have a question. Um, we missed something with that picture. It was the child support work, rosemary, five-finger grass, cinnamon, pay oil, but wasn't there something else? Yes, alfalfa and alkanet, which always protects, protects from poverty. Oh, okay, alfalfa, thank you. Um, okay, all righty, we're going to add that back in. And... Um, Okay, I think this is a really good way to work. I like it a lot. Um, I would, I think that bringing you together with the um, heart love is a second job after the first one. So we want to get that first one done, which is equity and, and equitable division of property and money. Um, sounds good. Sounds really good, Contraman. I think that if she follows this, she'll have some good results. All right, there's our bumper music. And uh, you can call back anytime you want to, Veronica, and report uh, any progress or any new problems that have come up. All right, um, we're going to go to our network schedule announcement and followed by the free spill. So take it away, Electronic Land.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Deacon Millet, of fouraltars.com in the high desert of California. Take it away, Deacon Millet. All right, so this week I'm doing a breakup spell. And you're going to need a lemon, razor blade, a sharp knife, a photo of the couple that you wish to break up, red pepper, six pins, two rusted nails, coffin nails, and a hammer. You'll also want some Florida water to cleanse yourself afterwards. Um, so we're going to cut the lemon in half widthwise. So the first thing is to mark that. So taking a, the razor blade, make a small incision halfway between the two ends, the stem and the blossom end, so that you know where the halfway mark is. Um, a quarter of the way from each end, make a deep gash in the lemon. And those are, that's the, the spot that we're going to use to, to stick our um, ingredients in. Um, take the photo of your targets. I'm assuming this is a photo of them as a couple. Place the knife blade down in between them and yank on one side of the photo to tear it neatly in half. So that's the first step in the, the breakup is you form them apart. On the back, on one half, write argue, fuss, and fight. And on the other half, write quarrel and bicker and bite. And then we want to spit on each of these photos. You're going to sprinkle them with red pepper and add whatever curse words make you happy about each of them. Fold these photos so that they'll fit into the gashes you made in the lemon. Push one into the stem side, one into the blossom side. Then take three pens on each side and close up the lemon. Now you're going to take the knife. We're finally going to chop the lemon straight through the center saying, soured and cursed, I cut you in two, and slashing the, the lemon in half. And now you've separated uh, your two targets. Take these two lemon halves to an old tree. Um, the bigger around it is, the better, um, because you're going to be using the tree to separate these two halves of the lemon. And um, so the bigger and wider the tree, the better off you are. Uh, you don't want to use a dead tree. You want a strong living tree that is going to, to keep them apart and continue to grow. Um, being very careful not to harm the tree, nail the half lemons on opposite sides of the tree and ask the tree to hold them apart forever. Um, Noted that oak or walnut trees are really good for this, representing strength. Um, 
and just make sure your nail doesn't go too deeply into the tree because we want the tree to survive this and help be very healthy. Afterwards, wash your hands with a little Florida water as you leave so that you are cleansed from this rather powerful negative working against this couple. So that's my free spell for today, and I'm looking forward to hearing some fun additions from you guys, Ms. Kat and Kondman. Well, the first thing I have to say is extra points for graveyard trees and extra points mm. for walnut trees because walnuts are used in spells of cut and clear and separation already. And so that that would be really perfect. And I love the way you handled this by marking the equator line of the lemon, so to speak, and then embedding part of this at the north and part of it at the south of the lemon. This reminds me a lot of a spell that I learned from a, a Jamaican guy named Leslie Henry in which you do a similar spell, but he lived where lemons and limes grew, Jamaica. And so I'm going to pass this along for those who live where lemons and limes grow. Rather than um, have a lemon and um, cut it apart and nail it to two sides of a tree, he actually did the work on the living lemon on the tree and cut half of it off, leaving the part that was on the tree to drip, as he put it, poison. It would drip poison. All its juice turns to poison. And the other half, the half that you cut off, would be buried where the person had to walk over it, and their footsteps would be poisoned. Okay? So it's a, a... way that's only applicable to people who have living lemon or lime trees where they are. But it's very similar spell. This is a wonderful spell. Um, I, I really, really appreciate your work. And for a for a known love specialist, you have a few <laughs> nasty tricks up your sleeve. Um, I I love this way of working and I love the way that it uses trees and the symbolism that it builds and builds. This is the type of breakup work that's going to pack a punch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it definitely is. Um, When you do work like this and you want people to break up, it really helps to do some cursing as you do it. After all, you're making a, a big change in the reality as those people are living it. Right? So make sure your work is justified, that you have a reason to do it. Don't just be doing it to be meddling. Make sure that you understand that you do need to clean up afterwards. So that's just what I have to say. What do you have to add, Conjurman? Yeah, I think cleansing is super important after this type of working. The other thing is, like, once you've deployed this working, don't look back, right? And this is one of those mm. things that you, you you put out there. Once you put it out there, you don't look back. Don't go driving by. Don't go thinking about it. And this is both physically and symbolically. You're both walking away literally, but also symbolically. Don't keep thinking about it. Are they fighting now? Are they not fighting now? Are they broken up yet? Are they not? Leave this to spirit. Hand it over. Once it's hand over, walk away, cleanse yourself, purify yourself, and don't even think about it again and watch it work its wonders. Mm-hmm. That's really important work uh, advice for work. Don't look back. If you want to come home uh, crossing water, so much the better. And 
You know, driving uh, nails or, or pegs into trees is a very old way to work. There are many, many other spells. This is not the only driving nails into trees spell that we know. So remember that, too. This is part of a long tradition of working with living trees. Also, people throw eggs at living trees to break them. All right. We could do um, a whole web page just on spells of living trees. Um, mm-hmm. Not enough for a 96-page book, alas, but quite <laughs> a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, there's our music. Thank you so much, Deacon Millet. That was a fantastic spell. And um, as always, I'm I'm just blown away by the depth of your thinking and your work and your good, clear instructions. So let's give this over to um, Clifford and uh, have him take us out of here, and we'll come back with a couple more announcements. Thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman, and thank you, Deacon Millet of PoolAlters.com in the high desert of California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest is Susan Barnes on our Oracle Hour on Dowsing. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Guru Work Hour brought to you by Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. All right. Thank you, Clifford. Dr. Sweet asks in the chat, is crossing water by car the same as by foot? Sure, or on horseback or in a wagon. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) The idea, though, for foot track magic is to get them to step over the uh, cut lemon in the Leslie Henry variation. In the tree variation, they're not stepping over it. You're stepping over water to come home. Just want to make sure we understand the difference there. Okay, guys, get your tickets for the uh, 2023 Hoodoo Heritage Festival, June 10th and 11th. Tickets are on sale at a reduced price because we need to get a little money to get us started off the ground. So those who uh, sign up early get a discount because they're helping us. So go to hoodooheritagefestival.com and buy your tickets. Good night. All right. Good night. Thanks, all. Bye. Bye. Good night.